ESPN 97.7 and 100.1. Watch live on QSportsTalk.com. It's the 315. Here's Brian Higgins. Yeah, all right, here we are rolling along on the program here on this uh, Tuesday. We'll get back to talking about the uh, ACC tournament, Orange uh, Basketball, uh, coming up uh, shortly. But it is Franchise Tag Deadline Day, which is now a thing. It is now a thing because it pertains to the Giants and uh, Daniel Jones. We are uh, T-minus an hour and uh, 28 minutes and 15 seconds away from the Franchise uh, Tag Deadline. And we bring on our friend Charlie Carroll from The Athletic. I'm, I'm sure you got your, your clocks uh, aligned, Charlotte. You're, you're counting down and uh, waiting to see what's going to happen here in the next hour and a half, if anything. Yeah, no, Brian, I think you've got the better countdown than I do. Meanwhile, I'm just like religiously checking Twitter and constantly updating, hoping I'm not missing anything. But I need one of those clocks in my office, it sounds like. Yeah, I mean, the, the radio clocks here, they, they keep you honest. They keep you honest to the second. <laughs> we, we can't be off time. Um, so this is like something's going to happen by four, right? Like by the nature of the rules, either Daniel Jones will have had to sign a contract or be franchise tagged by four o'clock, right? They, I don't think there is a door number three at this point. Yeah, I mean, Daniel Jones will be the Giants quarterback next year. It's just, as you you said, a matter of if he'll be on the franchise tag or if it'll be a long-term deal. And even if he is, if they do have to franchise tag him, there's still the opportunity to work out a deal in the months to come. It's just a matter of using that tag and that cap space right away um, and also not using it on Saquon Barkley like they would have liked to, I think, in in an ideal world. Yeah, I mean, is there any scenario, I mean, this late in the game here that, like, they could get this deal hammered out like the next hour, and I guess you only need like two seconds to franchise tag Barkley. It's not like he needs to do anything about it. Like, is there any scenario that the Giants get their wishes by four o'clock today? I think it's possible. I mean, the the big players in the NFL media space, you know, are reportedly or excuse me, reporting that they're still kind of talking, still really going to go down to the wire. It's it's been like that. You know, they've been talking. All last week, the, the Jones's people are supposedly in New Jersey, so they're kind of really committed to making this work. And the fact that they're still like kind of going down to the wire feels like a positive sign. If they were really, really far apart, especially at this late in the game, doesn't seem like they'd still be going and kind of hammering at it. But that that is a positive sign, I think. I mean, if it's able to get done in the next hour and a half, we'll find out. But, uh, you know, we'll, we'll see. So we'll see where it goes. And obviously a couple quarterbacks uh, signed yesterday. Derek Carr signing with the, the Saints. His average value was somewhere, in, you know, $35, $36 million uh, a year, it looks like. Uh, Geno Smith, slightly less than that, signing with the Seahawks. Like, did those have any relation, I think, to what the Giants and Daniel are trying to accomplish? Or are the Giants trying to make it have a relation in Daniel Jones' camps? And, yeah, no, that, this is a completely different thing. I mean, it's possible. The fact that those numbers came out at that late in the game, I don't know how much they're going to be able to use that in negotiations, but I think it offers a little bit of, you know, here's where the market is, and you kind of see the, the way it's spread out, too. It's not just, like, the guaranteed, like, whatever it is, $40 million a year, um, the way the numbers are in detail and things like that. So it's possible it could be used. Yeah, so we'll see how that goes. And it's just been so interesting how this has uh, played out. So what do you make of we're now – what, I guess it's three weeks into it, I guess, since Daniel Jones has switched agencies and the whole thing. What what do you make of how this whole process has played out? With It felt like, you know, once the agency switch happened, like the numbers, you know, we had all penciled into our brain kind of got erased, right? And they all significantly increased as far as what the Jones camp was looking for. 
Yeah, so we were at the NFL Combine last week, and we got to speak with General Manager Joe Shane. He he spoke with reporters, and he was kind of telling us, you know, with the agency switch, that was obviously something Daniel wanted to do. Um, They had never talked numbers and negotiations with his old agents, which is CAA. Obviously, they still have a a good relationship, he said, but it never got into the nitty-gritty of negotiations. So as soon as he made that switch was when they started kind of getting into those numbers, and that's where you see, like, that that, uh, 45 number, kind of come into play and, and that stuff and the rumors starting to play. So I don't know with the agency switch. I mean, obviously Daniel's going to do the best that he can to get the deal that he can. So that's kind of what he thought was probably the best move. We haven't obviously spoken with him about that yet. Um, so it'll be interesting to kind of see if this all settles down, if we speak with him, what his remarks would be. And so if the Giants sign him to the non-exclusive tag, that potentially would allow another team to uh, make him an offer. Now, if he accepts it and the Giants don't match, the other team would also owe uh, the Giants two first-round draft picks. That that seems like it would be exceedingly unlikely, uh, Charlotte, for that to go down. Like, Is there any worry about that if the Giants, that somebody would make a crazy offer to Daniel and they, they'd lose their quarterback? I don't know. I mean, I don't think so. I think... Daniel Jones is the quarterback next season. I mean, you have Joe Shane being like, no doubt that he's going to be playing for the Giants next year. It just kind of feels like that's the the way it's going. You know, coaching staff likes him, ownership likes him. Um, you know, they've kind of put in this much effort in negotiating. I, Joe said something last week about that. You know, like, would we really be doing this if we really didn't want him back? Not in those exact words. But it's just kind of the feeling is like, you know, they want this guy back. They're putting in all this work. Um, and he'll He'll be the quarterback next year. I, I guess it'll it'll be interesting to see right how this deal works out, and you know I agree. Like it's going to happen at some point, whether it's today or they gets tagged and they uh, figure out a long term thing. I'd be stunned if he plays under the franchise tag uh, this year. Like I guess the details of how long they're legit committing to Jones here this year may be more interesting in many ways, right, than the money, right, Charlie? Like the money will be what the money is with, with the salary cap. You can almost always make something like that uh, work. Like the years they're legit committed to him. Uh, feels like maybe that'll be the biggest statement that, you know, John Shane and Brian Dable are making here uh, this offseason. No, definitely. And that's something that I haven't seen as much as the numbers been floated around and reportedly here and there. The years has kind of remained silent, at least from what I've seen. Um, but you're right. I think that's going to be fascinating. And, and this is a huge decision. It sets the course for kind of what Brian Dable and, and Joe Shane are doing with this team. Obviously, they made the playoffs their first year together, but this is their true kind of first free agency, first like off season where they have the cards and they're making these big decisions like this. It's going to be fascinating to see how this unfolds and, and what it says about the tenure, tenure that they're going to set as well. Yeah. Cause it's one, Hey, if you, if you commit to them for long enough, that becomes your tenure too, right? <laughs> whether, uh, whether you exactly. meet, meet it or, or not as Charlotte Carroll from the athletic giants reporter, there is our guest. And obviously this goes hand in hand with Saquon Barkley because uh, you, you can't make uh, you know move B until you're done with move A. If the Giants have to use the tag on uh, Daniel Jones today, that means Saquon is going to become an, an unrestricted free agent uh, going forward. Uh, how likely do you think Saquon's going to be back now with the Giants, and, and how much has this Jones situation, if at all, uh, changed, do you think, how the Giants have to go about it with Saquon? I think it's, I mean, they try to say it's it's separate and obviously they're different negotiations, but the, the tag is a big thing and a, a big negotiating tool that could have used with Saquon. They were negotiating um, back during the bye week. They weren't very close reportedly. And then you get into now, 
where, you know, I don't know how much they've been able to negotiate with him. They've obviously continued their talks with him, and, you know, they were cautiously optimistic about both. But if they've been really focused in and dialed in on the quarterback, you don't know how much time is kind of being spent with Saquon. That's not something I'm aware of, kind of like the division of that and how that's all panning out. Um, but, you know, if the tag has to be used on, on Daniel, that limits the, the possibilities that, that Saquon comes back, especially depending on how, how far away that deal is if they're kind of far in their negotiations, that, that tag was going to be an asset for negotiating and kind of making sure he comes back. So I don't know. It's just so fascinating. That's one thing, you know, with everyone focused on Daniel Jones today, just the, the ramifications when it comes to Saquon too is, is really interesting. Yeah, it goes, uh, you know, even though it's separate, it goes very yeah. much hand in hand here. And we've seen two running backs have gotten franchise tag. Uh, so far, kind of surprising to see Tony Pollard coming off his injury got uh, tagged by the uh, the Cowboys, and uh, Josh Jacobs got tagged by the Raiders, which may play in, I guess, to, to Saquon. It, it takes two guys out of the free agency pool. W- what do you think? Well, let's assume for a second that you know this Daniel Jones deal doesn't get done. He gets tagged, so Saquon's out there. What do you think the market's going to be like uh, for Saquon? You, you, we just never know with these veteran running backs anymore. Yeah, I don't know. But I think what he was able to show this year is he's worth a lot. I don't know what that actually looks like from a cost perspective. You have, I mean, uh, Chris McCaffrey setting the market. That's $16 million a year approximately. Franchise tag is worth 10.1 this year. So somewhere obviously in that range. Um, but as you mentioned with those two, being franchise tag kind of opens up for, for Barkley. And, you know, he had such a good year. He's able to make such an impact for a team. He's still young. Um, obviously, he's had some injury history. But he's a guy that I don't think would sit long on the free agency market. I think he'd get scooped up pretty quickly. Um, so, it's, it's you know, it's a risk not tagging him. And then if they haven't come to a deal, I don't know if he'd be back if there's not a tag or if they haven't come close to a deal. It's, it's kind of a it's a big gamble there. Yeah, it doesn't sound like Charlotte does it, that the Giants are willing to go you know above and beyond financially when it comes to Saquon, right? Like They'll take a reasonable offer, but it doesn't sound like they feel like breaking the bank in the running back market. Yeah, exactly. No, they were they were far apart, allegedly, or excuse me, reportedly, um, at the buy, and it's kind of just a matter of, of getting a little bit closer. So, But that is, I mean, it's kind of you have to make decisions like that, and then the running back market – Historically, on that second contract, you kind of got to think about that and then the impact there. So we'll be fascinated. All right. Charlie Carroll, the uh, athletic beat reporter for the Giants, is uh, with us. And, you know, we spend all this time, we're talking about two guys. Well, there's a lot more than two guys on the roster. There's a lot more than two guys they need. Uh, what, what else are you hearing about uh, the Giants offseason? Obviously, these are, you know, items one and two to address this offseason. Uh, where, where does uh, Joe Shane go from here? Like, what, what is next and what the Giants need to get done after uh, these two things are taken care of? There's a team beyond Saquon and DJ. I would have never have known based on the last week and a half, it <laughs> exactly. feels like. Um, no, I, I mean, the priority after these guys are settled is, you know, kind of deal with extensions on the team. Someone like Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas. You've got Julian Love, who's a, a free agent, kind of working out that deal. And, and if, that, if he's going to come back to the Giants, um, and then who else is on the roster? Nick Gates, John Feliciano are both free agents. They were meeting with their people last week at the Combine. There's a lot of meetings last week, and that's something It was my first NFL Combine, just kind of realizing how much, not only is it about the prospects in the future, but it's also about the, the guys on the roster and kind of finishing and securing those deals and meeting with those people. Um, Joe Shane was kind of navigating that, that balance of both. So there's a lot of, of pieces. There's a lot of free agents that they have to, to secure, to sign, 
decide if they're going to let go in addition to thinking about the future draft class. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of NFL business that gets done that week in Indy mm-hmm. other than, you know, people running 40s and whatever else is, yeah. is going on there. Uh, do you get the sense at all, Charlotte, like, are the Giants going to be players in free agency? They'll have, you know, some some cap space, certainly more than last year. Like, do, do you sense they'll be players at all, or are they, you know, kind of let the first wave play through and fill out the roster kind of on cheaper veteran contracts? I don't know. I think it really, again, depends with what they're able to kind of work out with, I mean, Daniel and the, if he is franchise tagged, like the money situation there. And then you've got extensions with like guys like Dexter Lawrence, Andrew Thomas. So how much money is truly left at the end of the day? It might be maybe smarter to build out with the draft at least this year and kind of see what you're able to accomplish. So I don't know per se if they'll like go hardcore on like a, let's say wide receiver, like a star wide receiver. I don't know if that's the smartest investment. Um, and, and maybe they'll kind of see what they're able to, to deal and wheel and deal for. No, well, they, they certainly found out off the previous regime, just cutting Kenny Galladay, that it was not a smart investment uh, the last time. So we'll, we'll see how they, they look at it going into the offseason here. Uh, all right, Charlotte, updating you on the clock. We're at 2.43 and 55 seconds now, so you can you can count it down to 4 o'clock. I'm sure you'll have uh, us all covered on that, and we'll definitely have to catch up when we get deeper into free agency or closer to the draft. Thanks, as always. Thank you so much for having me on. Yeah, Twitter looks fine. Nothing's blown up completely <laughs> while we've been on, so all is well. <laughs> yeah, I was half hoping you'd have to run off during this. That would mean exciting things were happening, but, uh, you know, what What can we do? But uh, good luck on whatever's going on the rest of the day, and we'll, we'll talk again soon. <laughs> Thanks so much for having me on. Have a good rest of your day. That is Charlotte Carroll from The Athletic, covers uh, the New York football giants, and uh, here we are. Uh, the, the deadline is four. Uh, our show ends at four. I mean, it technically ends slightly before four. Got to pay them bills. Uh, will will we know? Like the deadline is four, but you know sometimes you know processing and stuff. It's it's like Apollo thirteen. It's like if three minutes for the blackout to end. If the clock gets to four minutes, then we'll know. And then to like five minutes, and then everything was fine. So you know maybe tune into X and find out what's going on with with Danny Dimes. But we'll we'll keep our eye. We'll hit the refresh. We'll uh we'll be checking in on Danny Dimes. I'd say what Charlotte said, and you know, when we talked to Jordan Renan a couple weeks ago, like Daniel Jones is going to be the quarterback of the Giants next year. Like, I, I just cannot foresee another team in the league offering him a deal that would also require them to toss in two first round draft picks to get Jones. Now, should the same situation happen with the guy in Baltimore, I could see that with Lamar Jackson. I could see that in a big way uh, with Lamar Jackson. I could see. A lot of teams uh, doing that with Lamar Jackson. So we're an hour and 15 minutes out from 4 o'clock Eastern at the NFL franchise tag deadline. Watching and waiting for Daniel Jones or Saquon Barkley. The Giants are going to use the franchise tag on somebody. Of that, I am certain. With that, we'll take a break. Much more to come after this. Terrence Oglesby, the field of 68, and many other college basketball things will join us coming up at the top of the hour. We'll step aside for now here on QSportsTalk.com and ESPN Radio.